<laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the wonderful world of Mouse. Uh, we're so glad for you to be listening to us today. If you're a first-time listener, we're so excited to have you. And if you've been checking us out for a while, we're equally as excited to have you as well. Um, today's going to be a great show. I'm super excited. There's a few things I want to talk about that are opening in 2021 and a few that might not make the deadline, but I'm sure we'll be there shortly after in 2022. Along with that, we're going to talk a little bit more about that Imagineer story and a few other fun things. So everyone hang tight and I think it's going to be a great show. Hey everyone, uh, we're excited to have you on today's show and listening to, got a lot of fun stuff to bring you and check out. Um, uh, one of the things I want to get to right out the gate on today's show is, uh, I'm not sure if anyone heard or caught the news, but you know they canceled uh, the purchase of annual passes at Disneyland California. They will no longer be doing those. Uh, but even bigger news is they've done so as well at Walt Disney World. Um, if you currently have a pass at Walt Disney World, then you are able to still renew, uh, but no one will be allowed to make new purchases. They haven't stated whether this is a permanent thing. I don't think it will be. Uh, I'm not saying that the same annual passes will return, but, you know, I've heard talk of maybe some rumors of memberships or subscriptions or something like that. So who knows? Maybe they're just going to kind of retool it. And it might even work out for the better. Um, having been an annual pass holder before, I loved it and the freedom to be able to just go whenever you want. So I, I hope they have some kind of version of that still out there. Uh, that's the annual passes that I want to talk about. Also, I wanted to get into... A few of the things that are going to be opening, hopefully in 2021, and some of the things that probably won't make it. Uh, on that list, the first thing I want to get to that I'm super excited about that I was ready to talk to about on today's show was a, a new table service restaurant. And it would appear that this will be coming still. So hopefully, you know, it opens sooner than later in the year. But either way, I'm excited for it. It's uh, going to be a brand new table service in Toy Story Land at Disney Hollywood Studios. And it's going to be the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. A brief description of it is using three cardboard boxes cut and taped together, Andy has created a new rodeo arena using some of his favorite toys, games, and play sets. And while some pieces are definitely western themed, what makes this rodeo special is the broad assortment of toys that have been brought together to create a fun, colorful mashup atmosphere that only a child could create. Sounds pretty cool to me. Uh, you know, when I was picturing Toy Story and it was coming together over there in the land, the one thing that was disappointing was there was no actual sit-down restaurant for table service. And I, I kind of thought they missed out on that, you know, especially if they could have done, like, the Pizza Planet. And, you know, they could have still done Pizza Planet, but I think I actually like this take on it better. Um, I'm pretty excited. The cover art for what they expect it to look like is really cool. Um... If you want to check out more of it, go to our Facebook, Wonderful World of Mouse. Uh, you can check out some pictures we're going to share. 
Uh, but it, it looks really cool on the interior, and I'm super excited about that. Uh, it c- continues to say that once inside, you'll be surrounded by all of the rodeo festivities in action, as well as Western Town and Train Station playsets. And you just might spot some of your favorite Disney Pixar characters scattered throughout the restaurant in the form of toys and game pieces, including a toy version of Jesse riding on the back of a Trixie pull toy and unique toy versions of Bo Peep and her sheep all who appear to be performing in the rodeo together. This immersive restaurant will surround guests with a kaleidoscope of toys, games, and playsets, providing yet another unique, fun, family-friendly dining experience that could only be had in Toy Story Land. I think it's going to hit the jackpot with this one here, people. Um, I think it'll stay busy. They won't have trouble getting people to eat there. Um, the barbecue few food, interesting choice. Um, I love barbecue. It seems like Disney's been going heavy on the barbecue lately. Uh, I'm not going to complain. You know, I get a lot of that. I live in the South, so plenty of barbecue already to go around for me. Uh, so, but barbecue will be the choice of food. So, you know, I'm just assuming ribs and, um, pulled pork and maybe sides like mac and cheese and, and things of that nature. Uh, but what really is grabbing here is just all the color, man. It just it pops so much off the page. So I can only imagine what it's going to look like over there. It's already such a colorful land to begin with, especially at night. If you have been to Toy Story Land, but you haven't been at night, you need to make sure the next time you go, it is at night because it looks like a whole different place. Uh, but that's that's all of Disney's uh, different lands and areas. You know, that's the way Avatar is. If you haven't been to Avatar at night, you got to go check it at night. It's just not the same place. It's it's crazy how amazing they look. Uh, but that's a win, I think. And from everything I've read, it should still be opening in 2021. So super excited about that. Uh, if you are in Disney World and over at Toy Story before it does open... There is still Woody's Lunchbox, which I'll tell you, it's not a table service. It's a quick dining where you can walk up and grab your food, and they have some tables sitting outside. And it's a very small menu, but I've ate here before, and everything I've had is delicious. Uh, My favorite, which you will find online a lot of people do enjoy, are the tachos, which are potato barrels coated with beef and beans and chili, shredded cheese with a signature queso, tomatoes, and corn chips finished with sour cream and sprinkle of green onions. And they also have uh, this in a vegetarian uh, dish if you'd like instead, so there's actually no meat in there. Uh, I've had both, and both are good, and I would eat it again tomorrow if I had the opportunity. And there's other things there too as well, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches, barbecue brisket smoked turkey sandwich uh they even have a little lemon blueberry uh, tart kind of like a little pop tart delicious they have a raspberry lunchbox tart delicious they're like little pop tarts um so anyways all around great food uh toy story land really is shaping up to be a great land to experience and i do believe that you know once we get past this pandemic and crowd levels return to normal you know hollywood studios is going to be slammed but there's going to be a lot of people who you know toy story land will busy don't get me wrong but there's so much going on over at galaxy's edge and now the new mini and mini railway runaway railway that i believe you're going to be able to enjoy toy story land a little more and 
with that, you know, there's a slinky dog coaster, great attraction, a lengthy attraction. I love it. Super impressed. Uh, Toy Story Mania, which has always been one of my favorites. And that's a ride where, you know, the whole family can get on. My whole entire family rides that. You know, everybody enjoys it. And then the Swirling Saucers. So there's a lot in that area to experience. Uh, so check it out and don't miss out and be on the lookout for that new restaurant. Uh, some of the things that might not be opening up are the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster. Uh, we've all been kind of looking out for that one and hoping it opens. Uh, there's still a slight chance that it does. I'm not saying it doesn't, but in any upcoming statements that I've read or seen, there's been no mention of it opening this year, uh, which brings me to Tron, which I know everybody was kind of hopeful that maybe it could be happening before the end of the year so it can make that Magic Kingdom anniversary, but uh, this one's probably more on the end of just not happening in 2021. But you never know. Things change, so maybe they get a fire under them and decide they want to wrap it up and get it done. But that's kind of where all those stand. Uh, one more opening I did want to get to, though, was over in Disney Springs. They actually are, from my understanding, pretty close to being done with the M&M store. Uh, I'm excited about this one as well because this was the one that is currently or was currently located in the Orlando Mall. And I had went to that one years and years ago, and it was cool then. I can only imagine what they're going to do now, putting it at Disney Springs and having 10 more years to now go into it with new ideas and new innovation. I, I do expect it to be like some of the other M&M's um, locations they have. I believe there's one in London, one in Vegas, a few other ones. Uh, but most of them seem to have the technology where you can print your face or or wording or logos or different things on the M&Ms, which are really cool. So that'll be something to check out. And it'll definitely be a store that you can go to and just have an experience rather than just shopping. So look out for the M&M store in Disney Springs, that coming, and that's going to be exciting. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about the Imagineering story and a little quick snack you might not want to miss. So stay tuned. Disney is a place where imagination can run free, where adults and children can both find something magical. With so many things to explore on your next Disney adventure, you want to make sure that you don't miss out on all that Disney has to offer. That's where we come in. Here at the wonderful world of Mouse, we know how much fun planning your next Disney vacation can be, and we would love to be a part of that experience. With first-hand expertise and a little hidden magic, we can help you get on your way to that next big trip. Plus, our services come absolutely free of charge to the customer. So let us help you get started on your next Disney adventure. Just email us at info at wonderfulworldofmouse.com for the magic to begin. Okay, guys. Well, we're back for the second part of the show. Uh, on the second part of the show, we're going to get to the Imagineering story. So what we've been doing is we're watching Disney Plus programs that have to do with the park in some way and then kind of discussing them. Uh, this is a new thing, so we're just getting started. But any participation, we would love uh, if 
Facebook, Instagram, email. Uh, they're all going to be at the Wonderful Word of Mouse. Uh, you know, info at Wonderful Word of Mouse. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. But just, you know, any ideas or questions or opinions, just send them our way and we'll chat about them. Uh, pretty soon here, we're going to get into some caller segments where you can call in and we can talk. That'll be fun as well. Uh, so just a lot of cool things coming. But for this, we're going to get to the second episode of the Imagineering story. So loved the first one, was super impressed, and even more on the second one because it starts to really get into my favorite park, Epcot. Uh, so some of the things I noticed in the first one was, first of all, the beginning when we kind of get into the Haunted Mansion. I thought the whole story of how the Haunted Mansion was created was awesome, knowing that it was something that Walt Disney himself had an idea for and wanted to make happen, even though it took a lot longer to um, to come to and to make happen. The fact that it did happen is really cool. Uh, one of the things that he was kind of stuck on and that they did make happen was the stretching room, which we all know and love, and it's embedded in our brains as part of Haunted Mansion It's because it's such a cool way to enter an attraction. Uh, and then they talked um, about the ballroom scene, which is another iconic scene, and how it's just literally, you know, statues and figurines that are on the floor above and below the room, and it's just the images reflected in the room. It's just so cool how even in that time frame, they could figure out how to manipulate things and have you see something that wasn't. And it's just cool. It was a, it's a really neat attraction. So hearing about all that was definitely cool. Also, um, talking about how Roy... Uh, Walt's brother had to take over and we knew that was a a big thing too after uh, Walt's passing just Roy having to step up and be a part of that creative side and how much he loved it and enjoyed being able to do that when they started creating the Walt Disney World in Florida the Magic Kingdom uh, also it talks more about you know Epcot and what Walt's vision was and what we have today and as cool as it would have been to have seen Walt's vision you know what they ended up doing with Epcot I love and I love the fact that right now we're really in a transition of making it even better than it was so pretty excited about that uh, also talking about how they did circle vision and the first to have that kind of creation and then putting that technology in China Canada and France if you've never seen any of those movies you're definitely missing out check them out next time you're in Epcot they're definitely worth the time uh, so overall I was impressed I enjoyed the episode it was really cool uh, oh also mind blowing was the uh, you know the access tunnels they have under the Magic Kingdom I've known about that before but for the, those of y'all who didn't know Magic Kingdom actually sits on the second level because there is underground corridors that are basically how the whole staff and everyone working for the Walt Disney Company navigates and it's just a whole town operating beneath you so that's something cool, too, that if you didn't know, it explains a little more in-depth in the show. So I, definitely watch it, check it out, uh, and then on the next time we're able to get up, we will speak on the third episode. So I'm excited to see what that gets into as well. And that brings me to the last thing I want to get to on today's uh, show is our snack credit. Oh boy. Um, you know, last week we did the uh, Gideon Bakehouse. 
everyone loves it, so I agree, great place. Uh, little did I know that upon reading more after recording that episode, there was actually a 12-hour wait to get a cookie from this Gideon's Bakehouse. So apparently it's not just me or any, just the listeners. Like, it's a thing everywhere. Everyone, everyone wants to try it. So it's definitely something don't miss out on. Uh, but what we're going to talk about today is a pop-up shop. And it's Wonder Made Marshmallows. Oh, man. This is another one here. I find myself just always wanting to eat at Disney. There's just so many good things, so many options. And everyone ends up tasting amazing. Even if you thought you might not like it, usually it's good. Uh, but this came around the holidays. And I'm, I, from my knowledge, it's still standing. Uh, but it's Flavorful Marshmallows by the Wonder Made Company. And it's a little pop-up kiosk. And uh, there's all kinds of flavors. They come in little boxes and little uh, plastic wrappings. And they're just marshmallows, but they're covered in different flavors. There's dark chocolate-covered marshmallows, key lime pie-covered marshmallows, birthday cake marshmallows, s'mores marshmallows, gold champagne, peppermint swirl, salted caramel, mint chocolate chip, cookies and cream, Sugar cookie and bourbon. I, I want to try them all, you know. <laughs> Obviously, I probably won't get to, but if I can get to try one or two, I'd be happy with that. Um, but I just said stop by the pop-up shop and bring home your own bag of marshmallow treats. Uh, marshmallow boxes start at $10. Uh, the gold champagne box, which is topped with 24-karat gold leaf flakes, is $24. A small bag is $13, and a large bag is $21. Not exactly sure what the difference is between a marshmallow box and a bag. Maybe the bag allows you to miss and match. Uh, not entirely sure, but uh, either way. Check it out. That's on my list of things to try, so I need to get down there soon because I'm going to have 30 new treats that I have to try and know where to put them all. <laughs> but uh, anyways, thanks for listening to today's show. Um you know, I'm happy every time we're able to record one of these and bring y'all a little bit of update and some fun information. Uh, give us a like, subscribe, you know, if you're enjoying listening to us and spread the word uh, and tell a buddy to check us out. So uh, we're excited to keep bringing you shows and we'll see you on the next episode.